Popcorn. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, and as always, I am Emily. And as always, I am Dora. And Whoa. <laughs> I know. Imposter. No. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the movie that we watched for this episode is Arrival. Which, yeah. Which came out um, not that long 2016, ago. 2016. Yeah, yeah, last year. Um, I think it was, it was up for Best Picture, I'm pretty sure. But, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I think it won something. Yeah. Uh, like some probably some kind of like tech, technical award or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm not really sure. I think sound effects is they yeah. Use, yeah that's all always I the throw a bone all I award. Know is that Amy Adams definitely should have been nominated and she was not. So yeah, she was really good. I was actually just talking about this. How it's like. Well, I guess we'll talk about this with the movie, but it's like the whole time you're thinking that like, oh, she's really morose because her like daughter died. And as it turns out, no, she's just like that yeah. <laughs> even before tragedy struck. Um, yeah, I guess. But, that's, yeah. So <laughs> I guess I should probably explain that. The yeah, <laughs> exactly. No. Um, yeah, it's a movie. Uh, it's a science fiction film um, about kind of like aliens come to Earth and it's about Amy Adams plays a linguist who gets hired by the u.s military to figure out how to like talk to the aliens and kind of um ask them like what the heck is going on uh and i guess we should just caveat just i know that like we always say this <laughs> but like if you're by chance watching this and haven't seen the film i'd for watch this- the damn movie <laughs> <laughs> but like this one specifically uh it's a little, yeah, there's, you really, I mean, there's, there's a, a lot to follow. Yeah, well, and I think that there's, I mean, there's a definite twist toward the end of the movie. At least mm-hmm. when I was watching it, I was completely. Yeah, I think it's a twist, yeah. The first time I was completely blown away when, uh, yeah, obviously, spoiler, like, if you, like, it turns out that you spend the first, you know, two-thirds of the movie thinking that, oh, this takes place after her daughter has died, um, and that, like, this is a story of someone kind of recovering from that loss in a way, and then you're, and then you find out that it's like, oh, no, like, the whole thing with the aliens is that they don't exist in a linear time structure like they have the capability to kind of Mm -hmm. exist at all points in time at once and that's how they experience life and when she learns how to be able to speak with them she's able to like she sees all these different points in her life at the same time basically Um, yeah i think it's important to note that it's based on an actual theory of language yeah yeah different languages that you learn rewires your brain so when she relearns the alien language it rewires her brain to see time the way they do yeah so that's why she realizes like who is this freaking kid and then you know it's her daughter and blah 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 so yeah basically we just spoiled the whole movie if you have not watched it but that's that's your fault yeah (laughs) it's a it's a good film um i'm trying to it's very good oh the superior wharf hypothesis i think they mentioned yeah they mentioned that in the movie as well um Mm -hmm. that and i i guess i mean we could start with this because that's definitely something that i wanted to talk about that i was interested in because i know um i mean i'm not like i'm not a linguist and i'm not super read up on the theory necessarily but I do actually think that there's a lot. It's a really interesting theory, and mm-hmm. it's kind it of like a lot a, to it. Yeah, I think uh, it's kind of about like how, you know, across different languages, like the way that um, sentence structures work, and kind of like how words are arranged in sentences, um, and kind of like where emphasis is placed on certain parts of you know patterns of speech mm-hmm. or whatever can actually change the way that you think about things. And I actually think yeah, that absolutely. there's a lot of merit to that. Just as a person that's you know studied languages that like very more the... tonal maybe i no, don't know actually not, i don't not, know much about korean language yeah not, it's, or uh, any of them really <laughs> <laughs> well not tonal but i'm thinking more like uh 
like where you place the verb or where you place the noun of the sentence is like different mm. and then it would be in English necessarily and it, it when you're like forming sentences in your head uh, like the parts of speech that you think about first will be different than they would be like in English necessarily so like the way that I think about it is that like a lot of the time like when I'm speaking Korean I'm not necessarily speaking I'm not necessarily thinking about like the noun first as much as I am other things which I don't know it it, it does definitely like makes the where it definitely like the kind of things that you're going to think about end up being different um based on like where you would put the emphasis in the sentence and so yeah no, like, absolutely like um it's not like things take importance over the other necessarily but right i think that's kind yeah. of like implied like whatever you focus on um like if you're not focusing on the noun like i guess for example in french usually you would like um like like we when we would describe something for example i would say like a big hairy scary monster yeah. and then i believe i believe in french and also spanish you'd say a monster big hairy scary you know what i mean yeah and exactly so yeah i think the arrangement's different right and so i think with that arrangement it probably does have your brain focus on different things mm -hmm. so it's like if i say a big hairy scary monster i might be more inclined to focus on um the the feeling it makes me feel mm -hmm. as opposed to like the thing itself because i'm already describing it um maybe and then the other ones like if it, i say monster first then maybe that's the image i get yeah I don't know if that makes sense yeah, yeah like, I, mean, I focus more yeah, on the subject or the uh, objective as yeah. opposed to like what it's doing to make me feel yeah and i know the theory is like a little bit controversial in the sense that like like some people put stock into it and some people don't put a lot of stock into it but i do think that it's just interesting to think about and i there's a lot of moments in this film where it's kind of it, like I, it's really like you can see her character like just kind of have this complete different understanding of the world around her very literally right. in the sense that she's has access to like the not like kind of like the future and also the past and all these different like, things um but it's right, also all like, that knowledge at once yeah and it's also kind of like she, you can see that she just starts valuing things differently than i mean obviously mm -hmm. than obviously like the military people in the film are um, right yeah but it's it's an it's a really interesting theory i mean i i think language is really interesting and i mean that's one of the things that i the first time i saw this film was kind of a little bit amazed by was that I think it's pretty rare to see science fiction and specifically alien films where mm. like contact is maybe more of the emphasis than like I don't know I'm, like, I'm yeah trying to like think um, other alien films, it's but... well like like because other alien films it's kind of about like ooh like it's, just, it's about what they're doing and they this movie they spend the whole time just trying to figure out like like how, how to be diplomatic yeah, <laughs> with, like, yeah, you know, with the aliens lot, yeah. and most of the time it's like the alien attacks us or they yeah exactly have something to give or teach us something or whatever and this time it's more yeah i, I think it was much more human focused than a lot of other alien yeah. movies maybe or even like which the they film, all are but um, yeah i can't i always get the number wrong district 12 district 9 <laughs> district 9 i'm like i can yeah, never yeah. get the number right in my head <laughs> district 11 yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah district 9 well like that one uh mm. i specifically like i think of that one as being like that's a film where aliens arrive at the beginning of the film or you know at that that's the beginning point and right that movie is more about kind of exploring like parallels between human like the humanity yeah, of the aliens. south africa and, yeah, yeah. And, and i mean and there's that whole analogy but it's also like like I, th I think a lot of alien films it ends up focusing a lot more on like 
how we see ourselves in these aliens or like right. how they're also human or like how we relate to them kind of in this yeah and arrival um, is it seemed to be a lot more about like like i don't think there's ever a moment where you would look at the aliens in arrival and go wow they're just like us <laughs> um, <laughs> so relatable yeah um, yeah i think it's really interesting because yeah. we talked about this when i was in um studying film with my science fiction cinema class and a concept <laughs> that really stuck with me is the idea that whenever we're watching stories about aliens it's never about the aliens right. it's about who we are because mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out what we're not so to speak like an alien in that essence is like what we aren't so usually alien movies are about like who we are as opposed to what aliens are because exactly. yeah. there's no way for us to really kind of even construct what an alien would be so but uh, I yeah that's why I think science fiction is kind of interesting because mm-hmm. it's really it's really self-explorative and right, societally yeah. explorative um and that's you know that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah and in and in this movie like the way that i think of that self-exploration is a lot has a lot to do with um yeah there's a huge emphasis on diplomacy i mean that's kind of the mm-hmm. whole the end of the movie like the kind of the weight of the optimism in the film is really centered around this idea that like the different countries in the world are going to come together and be able to like unite in a larger sense um i mean like there's a there's a real sense of unification at the end of the film which in and of itself is something that i really admire about this film because i I, the ending is it's optimistic i mean it's optimistic even though like it also centers around this personal story of this woman who's like woman or this this woman whose child is like yeah who dies essentially but it is ella there is a hopeful optimistic tone to it yeah and it, it's just interesting watching this film because, I mean, it certainly makes you wonder, like, if that happened to us tomorrow, <laughs> like, what the hell right, would happen? Yeah. And it's, I personally I, speaking, like, do not really see any, any kind of reality in which, like, the different nations of the world would unite right, together. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I think uh, it usually takes some kind of other other sense like right now we other each other so we're like no we can't mm-hmm. be with them but if maybe if there was an alien it'd be more so and i think a lot right, of alien movies up, do this or it's yeah, like but then it ends up being like a, a, a military unification like we unite to, you know like it's pacific yeah. rim sort of but it's like we or unite like to, even independence day yeah or it's you and, know and i that, like okay oh was, Sorry, and that's, I'm like <laughs> no you're fine i was gonna say and that's certainly like i mean i think that that's one of the film's main criticisms is because it's like the I mean, it's a military effort. Like, the people that in the film that we're dealing with, aside from the two main characters, are military people. And, like, the right. um, it's the Chinese general at the end of the film that Amy Adams' character reaches out to. And so it's, like, I think that one of the things that the film is driving at is, like, this idea that we have to overcome just uniting on, like, a military level. And that there has to be kind of, like, this larger thing that we're trying to get at, which is, like, oh, we're uniting across borders because, like, we're all people, essentially, and, you know, blah, blah, mm. blah. Uh, which, I mean, it's it's a it's a concept that I feel very strongly about, but that I also don't... Skeptical of, maybe? No, I don't really see possible. <laughs> uh, At least yeah. not now. I mean, it's very difficult to to watch this film in the context of political events that are happening right now and and to be like oh yeah, yeah no that that's realistic because it's just like i mean i i know people who saw this film like right after the election and were just like this is like a two different worlds basically yeah we were a little more optimistic when they made the movie yeah but um i do think it's cool that the movie 
It's like usually whenever you have a alien arriving thing and the theme of humanity coming together or because of these aliens, it's usually because we have to kill them. Like mm-hmm. all the countries band together to stop this threat of aliens. And yeah. in this one, it's more so we band together to like figure out, just figure stuff out. I don't know. It's like very like, um, I don't know, like, like we were saying, it's optimistic and it's kind of cute yeah <laughs> in a way. it's like oh yeah we just want to figure out what they're talking about okay yeah, yeah um, i mean in the end yeah. it's like you kind of like you feel like an emotional attachment to the aliens because it's like yeah they're kind of like their buddies like they're and like really they're yeah. just these I mean, death process yeah, exactly. <laughs> i know it's so sad they're like they're just trying to like help humanity out essentially i mean and for the mm. purposes of like we're gonna help them down the road or whatever Right, yeah, they're gonna, but they're gonna help them out supposedly. Yeah, they're like inherently peaceful in their um their purposes or whatever. Yeah, I like that too. I would I don't know how you feel about this. I would assume that a species like that or mm-hmm. something that's a little more like intellectually and beyond us mm-hmm. yeah. would probably be more empathetic and compassionate, I think. Yeah, I mean I think that that's certainly if you're the kind of person that like prescribes to the belief that as the human race becomes more advanced, like we move toward being more compassionate and I, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I mean, which some I, people that would yeah, disagree. I do. But... Yeah, so I mean, it's it it, it kind of yeah. I think it depends on like, I mean, that, I think that that's a real tenet of a lot of science fiction in general is that like the more quote unquote advanced a race is, um, the mm-hmm. more that they're like they. I don't know. I mean, I think that's yeah. I think that's really interesting. The more that they are they're compassionate and the more that they value life and and i think that that really connects to this idea of like oh if you can exist like if you can kind of experience life in its entire spectrum like as many points in time at once kind of like if you're not confined to this linear structure then perhaps maybe you're a little bit more peaceful and you're you kind of look at things in like a larger context i guess right because um, you're just constantly in that moment i guess yeah so there's like no room to like worry about the future or the past at that point so it would i'd imagine it'd be very peaceful to just yeah. kind of like yeah know. exactly there's like less reason for conflict because mm-hmm. yeah i mean which is interesting um well i, I guess i don't know if, like if you want i had another question not to like not to no, like go for all it. over the point but um no 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 there was something I read that I, I thought was really interesting um, that kind of talked about, like, the... Uh, what's the phrase? Like, the... De- isn't it, like, determinalism? <laughs> I don't know if yeah, that's oh, the Yeah, oh, like, um, whether... Yeah, and I actually talked about this in the movie, too, and I watched it with, mm-hmm. um, with the boyfriend. It was, like... Yeah, determinism, I think it is, yeah. where it's, like, fate, and then there's free will. Yeah. And which one is correct, whatever. Right. Yeah, and I think... Obviously, that... we have no idea of knowing, but... <laughs> yeah, and I think that's really interesting because it's, like if you're the kind of being that can I mean I think inherently if 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 it's like oh I'm I'm able to experience the future as I'm experiencing the present and the past like then that means that those are like fixed points in time right and that it's and yet she kind of makes an implication that she could change things yeah or I mean it's like could she change things maybe that's just how it was meant to be I mean that that, that's like the time paradox essentially yeah because like like, Jeremy Renner leaves her because she made the wrong choice and but maybe um, but like Right, but like, there's no way she couldn't have made not that made choice. that choice because yeah. that's just what was determined to happen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and then it, and I find that really interesting because it's like I'm, I, I mean, I don't know where I fall necessarily in in the sense of free will versus like having things decided because yeah. it's like inherently having things decided is you're kind of like well who, 
Right. This, I think like, how? <laughs> yeah, because I think yeah. it's um, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily matters which one is right, but whichever one, like a little healthy belief in both, I think is good mm-hmm. for people. Whatever amount mm-hmm. of belief in determinism or free will is probably just more like personally beneficial, and I think that's the use for it. Because otherwise, like, there's no way we can actually know. Right. You exactly. might as well just like believe what's gonna make life bearable. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um. But I, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it, there's, I, there's a lot to, I think that there's a lot to unpack in this movie, which is, is interesting. Like, it was a very, it's a lot, yeah. It's a very it's thoughtful really science good. fiction film, um, mm-hmm. you know, which is really nice. Uh, fun story, actually. Mm. My grandmother, this is like one of those things where everyone in California knows each other. <laughs> of course. But my grandma's <laughs> friend uh, was the girlfriend of the guy who wrote the story this movie is based oh, on. Oh, cool. Yeah. So she like met him and he, I guess he was like always kind of like this shy little like Asian dude. And oh, you funny. just have like a picture of my big my big white family and this little Asian guy in the back, like, <laughs> like, Oh, Hey, there he is. Nice. But, um, yeah. So she met him and apparently he was very smart and he would, he gave the story to my grandma's friend and my grandma's friend read it and it was like, you know what? This is like way over my head, but I'm sure it's good. <laughs> and, funny. uh, yeah, it turned out it went pretty well for him. Yeah. God, everybody in California does pretty much fucking know each other. <laughs> Either, usually you know somebody who knows somebody, somebody who's who touched knows. Ryan Gosling. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all comes down to Ryan Gosling in the end. It does. Well, I actually have met somebody who of met course. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's funny. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I've been meaning to read, I've been meaning to read the short story. Um, I read up on it a little bit, and I guess just for the purposes of, um, of the podcast, I'm looking at the author's name. The author's name is yeah. Ted Chang. Mm-hmm. And uh, the short story is called Story, story of, of Your, Your Life. Life. Yeah, I guess it came out in 2002. Um, yeah, and I was reading, um, there's an article on The Verge that was kind of interesting, talking about like how the short story differs a little bit from the, the movie, just in the sense that the short story is a lot more focused on like her, uh, Amy Adams' character's like interpersonal journey, um, and mm. less about kind of the... They're, like the, the military they're, I don't know if right and figuring out actually. yeah I don't know if in the short story the military actually necessarily even enters into the picture that it's more about like yeah. her working through this process of like this you know the I guess I don't I mean it's hard like can you even call it like the decision that she made because decision exactly. inherently in, in implicates implies that, like, the free will yeah, yeah exactly and if it's like oh if that was just kind of what was going to be then it's like is it necessarily even a decision but I, it's, it's right. interesting um, right, but that being said, it would it was an interesting question that she asked at the end, where it's like, if you could just like see mm. everything that happened in your life, would you change anything about it? Yeah, that's such a hard, that's such it's a hard, hard question. question to answer because, uh, I don't because I, I don't think I could. I don't know. I don't. I'd yeah, like I don't an know. answer for this, but I mean, of course, it's like it, it's so like it did, like it's so relevant. Like you would need to to know. I mean, like, it just depends on, like, what your future holds, I guess. Right, I mean, it's hard. Right. Like, if you had some kind of, like, w- like wildly unusual experience that was going to happen, like, tomorrow that was, like, world-changing, I mean, of course, like, you wouldn't want to be able to... Maybe change something. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah. I don't know. That's that's hard. It's so hard. I don't know. I think it's, like, the, the question of, like... Um, but I mean, what what would you say is more important in a life to be happy and avoid mm-hmm. pain or to find meaning in things? And yeah. I think for me, I would imagine that like, 
you know, in the moments that I am upset and suffering, of course, you don't like it in that moment. But mm-hmm. whenever I get out of that, I, I kind of like those things, having those things and those experiences because I put a lot of meaning onto them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that for that reason, I, I wouldn't change anything about my life just because it would be... Yeah, I don't know, like to just watch it as a story and find meaning in all of those things as opposed to like, I need to maximize my amount of pleasure and minimize (laughs) my amount of pain. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's something, that's definitely something that, like, I won't say too much about because it's like, for sure, like my kernel of truth, but... um, Oh, really? Okay, yeah. yeah. But I, I like, that's a real, I mean, that's my favorite line of the whole movie is... Yeah, would if you if you could know your life from start to finish, would you change anything yeah. about it? And it's I like, feel like it's kind of like the slogan of the, the yeah, the it's film. like the little like yeah. poignant question of the <laughs> that's, film. Where that's it's what like, goes on Ooh. the bottom of the poster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, because it's a really interesting question, and it's like it totally it depends on whether or not you think of your life as kind of a collection of smaller moments. Right. Ooh, that was <laughs> that's gonna show up on my. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, whether you think of your life as a collection of smaller moments versus like yeah like oh my life is all about like i've got to maximize my potential kind of a thing um right yeah yeah but um, anyway i mean i'll talk i'll talk a little bit more about that later but um, yeah no i think it's just like important not to necessarily put um i like obviously we put a lot of value on happiness and mm-hmm. things like that those kinds of feelings but i think objectively i don't know is it objectively either way <laughs> yeah. we they don't necessarily mm, should be more important than our other emotions if yeah. that makes sense i don't know so it's like i also think a little bit of nihilism is like healthy yeah for everybody to be like you know in the end i does agree it, does it really fucking matter uh you know? right <laughs> like, right <laughs> sure <laughs> you don't want to be like total nihilist. yeah exactly yeah um like yeah like that's because <laughs> that's the only way we can create meaning I don't know. Like, I feel like if we were just happy all the time, nothing would change. And, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess that wouldn't be terrible either. You could find meaning in that. But, like, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a healthy balance between, like, um, I mean, I think the idea that, I don't know if this is off topic. I think the idea that, like, in order to find value and meaning in life or to create beauty or whatever, that, like, there has to be an aspect of, like, struggle or depression in that. Like, I think that that yeah, that's is kind of problematic. Yeah. yeah. But I also, I do definitely also think that, like, I mean, there's there's a balance between that and, like, having everything kind of be, like, flatlined, you know? Like, right, in right. the sense that people who, like, like operating at, like, maximum happy all the time is also probably not, like, super great. Yeah. Like, there should be kind of a good balance between the two, and, um... Right. If everyone's happy all the time, they're, like, the concept of justice would not really, like, exist or Yeah, or, I mean, it's, there's, there's a, yeah, there's, like, a fluctuation between... You also, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, yeah, you also don't want to live in a society where, like, the majority of people are depressed, which is, like what we right. live in so that's yeah also frankly i feel like everyone's just like depressed all the time and they just don't talk about it i don't yeah. know <laughs> no, I, I don't know i feel like a lot of people are just our world continually is kind of sad. shit sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't no as i'm saying but like i think more the majority of people like kind of have like these insecurities and these anxious thoughts and these upset things they don't necessarily talk about it because they don't want like is, I think we all assume that everyone else is happier than we are, and we're all just, yeah, like, no, I, giant fucks. <laughs> I, think that, I think that that's really true. I think it's because, well, I mean, on, like, a 
it's a little, I guess it's a little off topic, but like on a, on like a superficial level, I think that that's kind of because mental illness is like not talked about well at all in, right. in general. Yeah. Um, but it's also like, I do, yeah, I do think that there's this real thing of like people, I mean, I'm a hundred percent guilty of this, like assuming that everybody else has their shit together and like, you're just mm-hmm. the one person who's like, Fuck. Well, especially with like social media and stuff. It's like yeah, you got on Instagram can... and everyone seems to be having a great life. Like I had a friend text me. She's like, oh man, you're like one of those people that just like gets to go on these crazy cool adventures and do all this cool stuff. And I was like, <laughs> like what? Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't really see myself that way, but it's yeah. interesting that you do. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you're all, every, yeah. it's so much easier to, to see other people as being you know quote-unquote successful or like being happy or being like all of these things that you yeah i don't know that and then that's interesting i mean that's that's certainly like that goes back to like where do you place value in your life because if you do you place it on Mm -hmm. like oh i've got to be successful or i've got to be happy or i have to be like these other people or right like what's important to you in life for me i think it would just be like if i can make exist and get through it and like kind of like not have it be totally bad yeah (laughs) right that's kind of like it honestly like uh, if i can find some kind of like beauty in the and that's what I liked about this movie is it kind of mm-hmm. reminds you of like how kind of beautiful life is and yeah. you look at it. And so I like that movie, like this movie for that reason where yeah. I, if I make it through life, but that's most important to me mm-hmm. is that I find uh, some kind of meaning or beauty in it. Yeah. But, yeah. There's like a real sense of appreciation in the film, especially toward the end when, when Amy Adams is kind of like, she reaches this point where she just, I mean, I, I know that, like, a lot of it has to do with, like, oh, I can so, I can see the future now, but it's also, like, she just kind of accepts things for what they are. Right. Um, yeah. And and that's, um, yeah. I don't know if you read Slaughterhouse-Five, but I same same similar stuff. Yeah. It's, like, almost, it's honestly, the, the, all the concepts are, like, almost the same, where mm-hmm. the aliens can see time differently, and so. Um, but, so, yes, continue I'm, your thought. I'm I think I interrupted. <laughs> my name's dora and i never learned how to read no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i i like i like that a lot um yeah that there's a real kind of like tone of optimism and almost peacefulness and like there's there's other places that i see that in the movie that i, I really appreciate there are a lot of kind of ah, like quiet moments in the film i mean it's hard to like watching this in the context of having um because we talked about this in the last one too having like seen blade runner not that long ago um which Mm -mm. is the same director the new blade runner is the same director as this film um yeah i saw that and i was like uh, that's interesting (laughs) very vastly different movies i felt like well yeah but 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 there's but i think that there's similar aspects in that that this that that dude obviously really values like kind of moments of quiet and space in his films mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I you know it's not obviously not on the scale of Blade Runner which is you know I did a movie with a lot of those spaces but um right yeah there are moments in Arrival that are kind of like uh, like moments of her, of Amy Adams like it's looking very, out on a field kind of like yes it's, con- it's very yeah, quiet and like contemplative it's um, like a, lots of open space like yeah. there's not a whole lot of like you notice know, like the walls there's not a whole lot of decoration or anything yeah like, behind them there's not anything like really distracting you from just like their face and even her yeah. like delivery is pretty monotone most of the time but mm-hmm. she still gets the emotion through which is pretty impressive but yeah. like I yeah still, I still really think that she was robbed <laughs> like, I, really, I, honestly, like, I think her performance was really amazing um because you're right yeah it she was able to convey kind of this like large s- scope of like this experience that this woman was going through but like it was relatively yeah like, the movie itself was kind of f- fairly low-key i guess um, mm-hmm. um yeah like it was yeah. very like 
it's very reflective. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not a big shoot 'em up crazy <laughs> alien movie. Yeah. And I'm, I'm yeah. assuming some people probably went to see this movie expecting that and got really disappointed. Right? Because I think that but... when you were like, "Oh, it's a movie about aliens," I mean, you're like, "Oh, you it's think gonna it's going like... to be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly." Um... I mean, I really enjoy the movies. The uh, sci-fi movies that are slow like this, I think, tend to be one of my more favorite movies. I love people. Uh, there's a movie called Solaris. Yeah, no, you, um, you mentioned that to me yeah. like a long time ago, and I keep meaning to watch it. And I'm oh like, yeah, no, it's great. It's yeah. very slow, like incredibly so, and it's like kind of hard to watch for some people. But it's like this. I love like those reflective ones. I like a lot. Um, even yeah. 2001 is a little slower. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, I love the more like thinky science fiction movies i guess are kind of my jam you, you fucking hipster no, I'm just kidding. i know honestly i feel like a little bit like pretentious for saying that but it's kind of well, what i gravitate towards it's is nice the to... science fiction movies that make me feel intellectually superior <laughs> exactly. it's nice to have like space in film to think um yeah absolutely yeah okay, um, did not to be like a, yeah again not to be like a complete movie snob but i think that it's fairly rare to have movies that allow you moments to kind of like think about like your own like kind of get a little yeah. bit into your head i mean most right. science fiction, i like some slower movies for sure especially it's kind slight. of the blockbuster stuff it's like not it's about kind of like bombarding you with this experience which is can be really right. enjoyable in certain you know right. when it's done well and stuff but um yeah i agree I, I like i like being able to have the space to kind of like Mm-hmm. breathe a I get, little yeah. bit yeah <laughs> i yeah and no, i really get off on like having to think about a movie as i'm watching it yeah exactly like, blown away <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, i agree um, um i did want to ask for amy adams's choice to like, assuming she had a choice to begin with mm-hmm. and she has her daughter even though she knows her daughter's gonna have cancer mm-hmm. and die i mean do you think that was a moral choice for her to do or yeah i mean i guess i thought about this because i know that I know that there's like back and forth on that as kind of a concept. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Personally, just in the sense of like, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can look at it. If you're look, I mean, so if you're looking at it from the perspective of like, I can see all of time. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, there's certainly kind of a like a you know pro-choice issue. I suppose you could look at oh, it from sure. that perspective, yeah. and just because I'm like a like I, I I'm a very pro-choice person. Um, Oh, I am too. Yeah, um, so I mean, I yeah. would think that she's within that right, regardless of whether or not. But, so, but I don't think that. The, I mean, I don't think that that's kind of the point. Like, I think it's kind of like, even if you like, even if you knew somebody was going to die, that you then that you were going to love them, and that it was going to be really difficult for you. Like, would you still go through that experience? And I think that, I mean, obviously she makes that decision because I'm assuming she's of the perspective that the moments where she has joy, like, is more important than. Like right. that like experience knowing her is more important. Yeah, yeah. I guess more, like yeah. to. I mean, I guess we're in, we're all selfish all the time, right? But like, <laughs> isn't that what kind of like a selfish reason to do that? Like, I'm. I have my answer for this, and I think that I would have done what Amy Adams did. But mm-hmm. I guess there could be the argument made where it's like you're being really selfish by putting your child through somebody that. through yeah. that. Exactly. And, you know, I think I think that's what Jeremy yeah. Renner's character maybe was saying whenever he left her. But yeah, and I and, and I. I th- I find that that really, and I find that really interesting because I personally like. I mean, I know when I, the first time I saw the film, like I came away and I was like, "What an asshole!" Like, <laughs> he's like, "Peace." <laughs> yeah, um, but I, but I get it. I mean, not everybody would be able to. I mean, I think the implication is also probably like he doesn't, he doesn't have, he didn't like he didn't learn the language or something. Like, I'm sure the implication is that yeah. he didn't 
have so the same can't. perspective that she does. But I think that you could also look at that in just a more, you know, great science fiction is always about just the, the personal experiences that we can have in this world and we're not able to have access to the future. So, like, would you make decisions that you think you might regret later or whatever? And I, per- yeah, I mean, I personally err more on the side of, like, just I want the experiences more than I... I agree. Um, well, especially know, if you yeah. could see all of your life... Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, is it's kind of like, would it really matter how long your life is if you can see all of it? Right, because you're experiencing all these points at the same time, so it's like right. you're... So it's all the same time, yeah, really, so it's, for her. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, it's like, I, I, I certainly think of, like, being able to find value in, like, the... Jo- I mean, I'm, I, I don't... I don't know if I have a definitive answer because I don't have a kid, <laughs> but right, yeah. it's hard to make that decision, I guess. But at, at the same time, it's like, I think I would probably have made the same decision because I would have wanted yeah, to go I, through the experience of like loving your child. And even though right. it ends horribly at the same time, you would still be able to, to have had those experiences, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And the daughter too had the experience of like, existing <laughs> yeah yeah which is, um, regardless it's of how yeah. long it went or you know how that... it ended or how yeah yeah i would think that the daughter would have been more ups- i mean i'm sure she didn't she would never have known but i'm but that would be such a i mean that would be such a difficult th- i mean that would be such a difficult thing to to, to, to know that your kids yeah. gonna die and to like not tell them i mean this yeah. is the thing though right is that the, it depends the perspective from a parent uh, speaking as somebody who doesn't have kids, it's like yeah. that you, like, I feel that most parents make decisions for their kids, thinking of what's best for their kids, or at least that's the ideal, um, and that you would value the experience of having your child and loving them more yeah. than you would necessarily value, like, oh, I'm going to get hurt in the long run, but certainly from a child's perspective. Right. Um, or even if, like, say you just had a friend who was really close to you or something and then they died early would you know would you i don't know maybe they died some kind of terrible death i don't know like i would imagine most people would still want to know that person yeah so it makes sense what amy adams did to me but right and like also in the i mean i just well i i'm i when i do these things i of course um kind of think of like uh you know my experience with my parent with my mom or whatever like I personally wouldn't want her to have to go through that kind of experience so like as the perspective of a kid like I would feel bad and I wouldn't want so I probably would have been like why the fuck did you have me but um Mm. yeah yeah I I don't know know. it's it's difficult it is and I think again it's like it comes down to like finding meaning in life like she yeah like her having that life and again this can go back to the pro-choice for life thing but i'm gonna just seeing it from the perspective of like you already see it happening and to to find meaning in whatever life you have um is probably important like Mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like that can be construed as like a shitty thing to say when there's like people who really are like suffering every day of their lives but i think i don't know the way the human brain is there is something that uh, finds pleasure in something. I don't right. know. Yeah. It, again, it's hard. Like if somebody, if you knew somebody was going to be like upset every day of their life, would you like, 
they're just in pain every day. They're like, yeah. would you say the like you should exist because there's thing. meaning in that, or would yeah. you be like, nah? <laughs> it's, a, it's a. I mean, there isn't a clear cut answer, right? Which I no. mean, which is something that I I enjoy. Like, I like it when I like right. those it's kinds like of questions. Little mental masturbation. It's very <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, but no, it's like, you know, it, that's what it comes down to with a lot of philosophy where it's just like, there's really no answer, but it's just kind of fun to think about and talk about. And I think it does help us, like, figure out our worldview and therefore, like, what our values are and, like, what is important to us. And that tends to make us lead better lives and be better people, all those things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. But um, I'm trying to think of others. There's, like, there's a lot in this movie, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like barely touching film. on it. Yeah, um, really we talked about language, we talked about morals and her kid and time. Uh, oh, there's a part in the very beginning, which I guess maybe it's just Jeremy Renner's character trying to be like, nice that he's more important than you study. But like she, in her book, she says that um, language is the cornerstone of civilization. And he says, no, it's science. And I was like, how the fuck is science <laughs> the cornerstone of civilization? Well, it depends on how you think about things. I mean, there's certainly I guess. the argument. I'm trying to made. think of a way. Well, I mean, I think the argument that a lot of mathematicians um, make is that I mean, I think. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a math person. Um, <laughs> I'm not either. Like remotely, no so I'm, I'm more on her side. But I think you can certainly make the argument that, like, like you can find math in the basis of like how nature constructs itself. And I mean, that's mm. the whole, whatever the fuck that golden thing is spiral yes. thingy. <laughs> like, oh god, it's I am not the, a mathematician. I don't know. Someone's gonna listen to this and be like, these idiots don't know, know what that is. I don't know jack shit. I know what you're talking about though, yeah. Where it's like the Fibonacci sequence. Ha. <laughs> okay, there you got it. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I think that uh, yeah, certainly I mean, I've heard people make the argument that like, you know, you can find pie everywhere. You can find all of these sorts of right. good things in within the base, like within the, you know, and like if you think about it on a scientific level, it's like, oh, it all comes down to DNA or whatever. Or like it all comes down to, it depends on how you think about things. Like it all comes down to the Big Bang or whatever. Like you can think of science as kind right. of being a, a little bit more basic than like, yeah, but being is able science to talk like, to people? But, but at the same time, so. it also depends on like if right. you're the kind of person that values life as being an interaction between people or is like life as culture or life as like the experiences that you make within the world that you exist in and not just the world itself um sure you probably would fall more on the language side but i mean i'm yeah i'm a proponent of both yeah i that makes sense i guess for me i guess my, my distinction i feel like between science and like what you're talking about like wouldn't science be like it's the study of it and so in order for that to even like exist we need to have language to put words to it as like science is just studying what's around us like what around us already exists but science wouldn't that just be like the study of that yeah so then you would need language to begin with so like i don't know that's what I, that's what i was thinking of so i was like <laughs> jeremy renner you just sound stupid to me <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's like circular aspects to it i guess um it, this i think that's definitely one of those like um yeah, that's definitely one of those arguments. I mean, it's like a chicken versus the egg or whatever argument. Right. It's like, it's like the you know, oh, but we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to talk about science. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, kind of. I th- I think they're both important. You can have both, can't you? I agree. I agree. They're both they're both very important. But yeah. what, and to say that one is the cornerstone of civilization in particular, I feel like it's kind of harder to make the argument that science is the cornerstone of civilization. Yeah. Exactly. But. I could. I mean, I, he never actually like elaborated in the movie, so maybe he had some really good, <laughs> good reasoning. I don't know. Yeah. But 
I think he probably uh, he was just being a little bit of a dick to be perfectly honest. So, I think that's what it was. Yeah, he was just like, I'm just more important than you. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, no offense to any scientists. He's kind of having some like conflicts like that. so that they yeah exactly end up having romantic shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Gosh, I feel like there's just so much in this movie, and like I'm blanking right now. Well, I think I mean we're kind of we're good for time. I mean we probably could if you wanted to touch on your kernel of truth, and maybe you can get things out of that. Okay, yeah, I think you said that you had one, so... Okay, yeah, I mean, I can go first. Um, Kernel of truth it. (laughs) Kernel of truth time. (laughs) Truth time. Um, Yeah, no, I... I, Mine is a little bit nebulous, and I guess I already kind of touched on it, but, like, the thing that I always take away from this film... I mean, I've only seen it twice, but the thing that I really like in this film is this idea of, like, whether you see your life as this kind of linear pathway or if you see it as more of a collection of experiences and you know different Mm -hmm. moments and you can I mean I think you can even go farther in that and look at your life as like I mean we're confined to a a linear time you know just by nature of our existence unfortunately Unfortunately. yeah Yeah. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but I mean if you think of memories I mean you you relive experiences and you relive memories. I mean, I think that the, I think humanity does have this aspect of being able to tap into, I mean, and that's fallible, but like you certainly can, you know, live at different points in your life, I guess. Um, But the part that I always come back to when I think about those kinds of things is like, there's an inherent um, sense of like appreciating life on a moment to moment basis versus Mm -hmm. kind of like, um, past future what's gonna happen oh my yeah, god i said that and thinking of yeah. and i and it's like i know i've i think i've said this a fair amount yeah and, I mean, that's an important lesson we can say it again <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i mean it's for me anyway it's something that like i try to work hard for i guess um mm. you know that i find uh i don't know it's certainly something that is difficult for me to not kind of think of like oh i have to go from point a to b and mark this accomplishment and like we're pushed into a society that expects us to like work on this linear level that it's all about like meeting these checkpoints and getting to these specific moments in life and you know right. you do this and then you do this and then you do this and then you die um, yeah and <laughs> you trade pieces of money until yeah, exactly you die. <laughs> and i think that there's like a lot more to be had for kind of like thinking of your life a little bit less uh like sequence than that i guess i don't know it's yeah i'm more just like putting this out there yeah and i guess i'm more just putting this out there to be like you should i don't know think about where you find value in your life and whether or not you're the kind of person that is like hey maybe i'm not like super linear and maybe i don't want to be forced into these things that like you know down a path that you know or even maybe i don't even want to think of life as a path necessarily i mean you know you don't right you don't have to experience yeah i agree uh, I think my, my current love of truth is pretty similar to yours, but um, oh, I kind of lost it. Where did it go? Um, oh, yeah. Um, so the idea is like when you die, your life repeats over and over and over again. I guess this is like, a, I believe it was Nietzsche mm-hmm. who talks about this, where it's like, imagine that when you die, your life just repeats over and over and over again. So you better make sure that you're living a life that you can be proud of, I guess. And yeah. so like you, like you were saying, to just um, you know, take it day by day, be where you are presently, but also try to 
try to find your own values so that you can go forward in life thinking like if I was watching me in a, in a movie or something like that I would like my character yeah. <laughs> or I would be upstanding yeah. or I could watch this and do this over and over again and still feel like okay with myself for mm-hmm. genuinely like that's the only thing you really can control is this like maybe life should just be about enjoying the ride and trying to do your best to enjoy it right um, and to like live something that if you had to come back or if you were to look back on you'd be able to go yeah i think i right i lived to the best of my ability (laughs) exactly like maybe at the end of the day all we really have is our thoughts and our perspectives so we might as well try to have the have a perspective that we find just and um good and then and i think this can be construed as like just stay positive all the time i'm not necessarily saying that i'm saying more so that to have a perspective that you feel um and you feel good about, I guess, like, if you're, like, even if you're, like, hey, what they did was wrong or something like that, then you can feel good about your character and your values. And so, yeah, just to try to uh, be in that moment, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I hope that relates enough to the movie. I yeah, <laughs> I know. But. There's a lot you can pull from. It's, like, hard to uh, to necessarily, like, yeah, because I feel like it's movie. such a yeah. it's a deep movie, so then you tend <laughs> to like deep, think about that, and then it goes on a different tangent, and then yeah, exactly. yeah but no, it's really um, it's really good. I like I like that it makes you think about you know life's life's beauty. Yeah, but it's just really kind of crazy that I don't know, like, existence is just really freaking weird. So you can choose to like look at it, or tr- you can choose to try to look at it like oh this is absolute shit, or you can choose to try to look at it like whoa this is crazy cool right. whatever yeah. like you know it, yeah it's just a clump of cells and all of a sudden it's like we're experiencing yeah. things and having nervous breakdowns yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's the pinnacle of experience like... is the nervous breakdown unfortunately <laughs> it's like we finally become self-aware to the point that we can become like paranoid about our own self-awareness yeah exactly yeah. dude we honestly the universe really fucked up when it made consciousness but <laughs> for real though uh, it's just, too complicated I be a dude rock for the rest of my life yeah. <laughs> i would love to be a rock <laughs> no responsibility yeah, exactly. just stay there <laughs> yeah uh, but like right. i just had yeah i just had one thing i don't know if somebody is <laughs> so if you've gotten to the end of this and you're still on the fence about the movie now um i think <laughs> there's a lot in this film that's also just really cool from like a like if you like science fiction perspective i mean i really yeah. liked the aliens i thought that they were they look like hands. They're they were cool. super cool. And, like, I really enjoyed that, um, that like, the movie towed a good balance between, like, showing you what they looked like and showing you what the ships looked like and showing you the inside of the mm. ships and stuff. And at the same time, the red that still was a little bit obscured. Like, it wasn't, nothing was in, like, super bright lighting or whatever, necessarily. Mm, so there right. was still a little bit of, um, you know. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I'm trying to see what you're saying, like. Yeah, like, there's still kind of some... Yeah, well, there's still kind of some ambiguity. Kind of, like... Mm -hmm. There's a lot of monster films where, like, they either don't show the monster or, like... Because because as soon as you see the monster... Yeah, we're never going to be able to to fully replicate that, I guess. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Oh, I like... uh, uh, We should probably finish up soon because we did our kernels of truth. But I do like the way (laughs) the the aliens spoke their language and the little circles and how it's, like, one complete, like 
oh yeah meaning as really opposed cool. to like yeah. yeah oh god that's a that's a whole other like language thing to, to dive into but i did really like it's very that. cool um, yeah it, i like the conveys, idea of just like it conveys yeah. yeah it conveys that they experience things like that logographs like because it's just one thing that you have to like interpret a bunch of different things from right yeah. um it's very like um I don't know. I feel like I'm really pretentious for this episode because there's a okay. lot of like weird philosophy things. But uh, have you heard of Lacan? <laughs> oh, I haven't. He's a, a psycho. Oh, what's it called? Psychotherapist, um, philosopher kind of guy. And he delved a little bit from Freud. But his idea is basically um, when we're babies, when we're first born, we don't really have a concept of self yet. Like we don't realize that we're our own person, and so in fact, we think we are like the same as our mother and the same as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so at this point in time, we're living in this world where like all of our like you know we cry, our mom's there, all of our needs are met, and we don't even have any realization that like we have any control over like that we're our own person or that we don't have control over other people. Mm -hmm. And so then we reach a certain point in our development called the mirror stage when we Mm. do realize that we're our own person. And it was too young for us to really remember this realization and our brains aren't really developed enough to like um, really comprehend it yet. So we spend the rest of our lives kind of in this weird state where we're trying to get back to this place where everything is one and everyone is like <laughs> uh, part of us. We so we, that's why we feel yeah. eternally empty and trying to like fix it. And that's why we develop language because we have to like oh, express really ourselves. We start to realize that like, oh, I need to try to get whatever's in my brain outside mm-hmm. and we are eternally frustrated by the fact that nobody just fully understands us oh, God. and so yeah. that's why we come up with concepts like the soulmate and then do all oh, this that's... stuff to try to like make it oh that's super um, interesting bearable definitely... yeah i should what's the this person's name again uh lacan jacques lacan okay. l-a-c-a-n cool i'm like for real gonna look that up later because i find that really interesting but um yeah i learned about him in a feminist theory class actually there's like some tie into that but it's yeah really interesting and i think he's pretty much correct honestly i think about it all the time i'm always like this is probably just because i want everyone to be me like (laughs) like i want my mom and i to be the same person but uh yes so that was good ended on a little philosophy note nice Okay. okay yeah that's that's good stuff so okay well <laughs> good, I guess this, good talk yeah good talk <laughs> yeah this is such uh, a good okay God. i guess we will sign out then okay yeah i have been emily today yes and i have been dora as always um wishing i was all of you and you all knew <laughs> exactly <laughs> um all right should we oh we should yeah. mention twitter handles so oh yeah you can find me as always um at the the dora bot and you can find Emily at Emily A Ward ninety four. Yeah, we're on, on Twitter. Twitter. We're on Twitter. We sure. Are. I'm posting more recently, a little bit. Yeah, getting out there. I finally posted an article <laughs> that I wrote like months ago. It's good. It's getting good. It's all good. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, we have. A, sorry, I'm like spacing out for a second. Um, <laughs> we okay. have a website. We have a website. Um, pondersoverpopcorn.wordpress.com. And uh, yeah, you just dropped a essay on the daniel radcliffe movie what's it called swiss army man yes swiss yeah. army man. nice so it's very good okay please okay. read it it's, yeah. it's short and poignant <laughs> <laughs> snappy sassy even nice. has some cuss words Ooh. <laughs> all right well thank you for listening everybody yeah have a good time and we'll uh-huh. catch you on the flip side see you Ooh, nice catch yeah. you on the flip side <laughs> bye, bye.